Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Welcome everybody to this week's Game Changer podcast. I hope you had a chance to tune in to last week's show where you heard we just kicked off our series on spring cleaning, if you will, removing things that don't belong. And in keeping with that light, this is a four-part series. So this is the second part of the series on how we can better the whole of our life by removing things that honestly just aren't serving us to our highest degree. Today is certainly no different. And This is going to be a little unique for me. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I do a pretty lengthy introduction to the folks that I'm interviewing. I'm not going to do that today with Brenda Edelman because her story really does need to come from her directly. There's no way in the world I could sum it up or paraphrase it or talk about it in any way that would give it the light and recognition that it needs. That being said, I will tell you this, this topic is one that is near and dear to my heart because it is the topic of forgiveness. And I thought about this when I heard her story and what she's doing, that we could talk about forgiveness on the latter part of this series when I'm getting into the month-long series on what you need to add into your life to make it more meaningful. Certainly, we can add forgiveness in, and absolutely, that will do that. But I know people struggle when they hear that word. There's someone or something that really holds them down to say, that's just not something I'm willing to do. And so I'm flipping this topic a little bit instead of focusing on how to forgive is what needs to be removed? What do we need to let go of? Whether that's anger or frustration, hostility, any one of those negative words, what needs to be released in order for us to get to that place? And truly, when you hear the story, there is I don't think of anybody better. I've, I've not heard a story like this, I don't think, in my life, except maybe you could say on television, and even then, this is kind of a stretch, especially because of what Brenda's doing with it. That is why I hope whatever you're doing, you tune in a little bit more closely, because whether or not you have this exact story, we all have some story in us that we can relate to that's holding us down or holding us back or is a trigger point from keeping us really from being who we're meant to be in this lifetime. So that being said, I'm immediately just going to turn this over to Brenda now to say, Brenda, take us to the moment, and this is going to get your attention, folks, so pay attention here. Take us to the event that happened in your life that is, as you as you talk about this event that happened, that led you to where you are now, which is really coaching and helping people in a significant way on this topic of forgiveness, how you, what happened, and then your journey that took you from what happened to where you are now. Okay. Well, first, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. So I'll backtrack just the day of the news that I found out, which completely changed my life. It was a wonderful day. I had moved to Los Angeles from New York and I had signed up for a weekend long workshop in the business of acting. And I was finally going after my dreams. And I I didn't call my fiance that day because I was just networking and just feeling like I was on purpose. And it was unusual for me not to call him all day. And I I got home from this, you know, workshop at like eight o'clock and 
The place was really clean and his son was in the other room, really quiet. And I thought, well, this is great. I should spend the day away more often without calling. And then he basically said, well, at that point, he said, your mother is gone. But what I found out happened is my father shot my mother in her head, killing her. And basically in that moment, I lost my family. And within a month, my father moved in with my aunts, my mother's older sister. And that was basically it, you know, that shot kind of exploded my world apart and I lost my family and really lost life how I knew it to be. And how long ago was that? It was 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago. And so I have to imagine nobody, and I know this is shocking for anybody to hear, it was for me as well, especially the second half of this of, you know, who he marries and what is she thinking and just the whole lot of it. I can't imagine you within a week or a month, or I don't even know if in a year, you got to the place of, well, let me figure out how to move past and, and forgive all this situation. So how in the world do you hear that and put the pieces back together of what you need to do to heal and get past this so that you can really go on and, and live a fulfilling life when this certainly would seem reason not to? Yeah, what I will say, this is definitely one of the foundations of my teaching is that forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is not an event. Forgiveness is a process. I was not conscious back then as far as I've done so much, you know, that moment put me on my path of getting conscious, learning about not why do things happen, but okay, things happen. What do you do with them? And so for me, why I decided to go on the path of teaching people how to let go of the anger, well, first getting in touch with the anger as I went into denial and, you know, there's all kinds of addictions, things like that and depression. I feel like I lost five years of my life to depression and first, there was extreme anger, extreme rage to the point of I was not the type of person who lashed out. I was the type of person who kind of lashed in. So for me, that meant, you know, either not eating or overeating or isolating myself. And so and I even got to the point where, you know, being so angry in my head and my fantasies, I would want to kill my father. And that was certainly the first thing, you know, I'd never thought of anything like that. I defined myself as a nice person. And so... What I teach is, you know, because then I felt guilty. So what I would say, because you mentioned like, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is letting go of the resentment that holds you bonded to somebody else needing, you know, like that unforgiveness keeps you needing something from someone else. A lot of clients I work with are, let's say it's not what happened to me, but it's, you know, let's say a breakup. And they're like, well, I could just forgive that person if they would just take responsibility. And what I learned, and I had to learn as my story unfolded, is that I was never going to get the answer, the answers from my father. And I had to learn to find peace within myself so that I could move on and have love and enjoy peace again in my life. And with my aunt, I'll tell you what, the only thing that gave me solace back then is that I knew a character in Shakespeare's Hamlet had lived through something I did. Otherwise, I felt very isolated and, um, and alone. And just actually knowing that made me feel like, you know what, I'm not alone. And, you know, what needs to be removed is the unforgiveness, but what needs to be removed is the anger, the shame, and the guilt. Those are the things that come together. So you bring up a lot of things, and I should have been sitting here taking copious notes on all of it because there's a few things I want to go into. So let's back up here. 
So when you said, and I'm sure anybody can relate to this, whether it's been in their past or where they currently are of dropping into a deep depression, because you can't, you can't wrap your head around that. Mm. You can't wrap your head around the why you can't, you just can't wrap your head around it. So after that period, as you started to climb out of this, and I think a sticking point for people that I'd love for you to speak to is some people equate forgiveness with acceptance and accepting that person back into their life that now all of a sudden that means, well, how could I have a relationship with them? I can't have a relationship with them. Right. And, and I'm sure now we haven't spoken on this, but I'm sure that's not what you're talking about at all. Well, I'm talking about acceptance, but I'm talking about self-love and making self-honoring choices and setting healthy boundaries. So for example, I moved into acceptance that my father did this because I was in denial at first. I moved into acceptance that my father did this and I moved into compassion for the essence of who he is and knowing that he was not someone who had remorse or would answer my questions, I also ended up taking him to court for wrongful death and setting some very, very clear boundaries. But it is about letting go of this anger, like literally letting go of having a thought about this person wreck your day. And there's all kinds of tools and and techniques to kind of let go of that. I happened to go back to school and get a master's degree in spiritual psychology. And that's where I learned a lot of the things that I teach. And I wrote my story into a one-person show, which I've performed all over the world. But I actually started writing my story just as an exercise in acting class, not ever thinking it was going to be a show because at that time it was before my master's degree and I was so filled with shame and all this other stuff. But when I put it up, I just put like a half an hour of what would become my one-person show up in an acting class in L.A., And not only did I not receive judgment, which is what I thought, I felt so damaged then because of what happened with my family, but I got a standing ovation and people started sharing with me after my presentation secret shames that they had had about things that happened in their lives. And I realized that it's that the secrets that harm us. And so I'm not someone who says, oh yeah, just go say everything that's happened to you to everybody. I believe it's very much an inner process And then if you're a creative like me, there is a way to get the lessons and then share it from a place of self-love. So I did accept what happened. I actually, well, and the thing is, I didn't say this before, I was extremely close with my father and my mother, like almost codependently close. So when I lost them in that night, it was truly devastating on that level. But I had to move into acceptance that he did this, then move into not losing the love that I had for him. And I could only, only really kind of revive that love after I learned how to set a healthy boundary and say, well, he's toxic to have around because I was in an on again, off again relationship with him. And it was like, nope, the best thing for me to do is not to have him in my life. And yet I also want to consciously forgive my judgments so that they don't harm me and that I can learn to trust again. Exactly. And I'm glad that you are clarifying this on the point of acceptance, because I know for a fact that the more we keep things away, emotions that we are in denial about or we're not accepting of within ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how we're feeling, if we're feeling anger, if we're feeling hurt or frustration, and we aren't even allowing ourselves the acceptance of this is how I feel in this moment right now, that's damaging beyond measure. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we're clarifying what this means of acceptance of this event. So speaking to 
and I've worked with plenty of people who have had a history of being abused as a child, right? Sexual, emotional abuse. And what I mean by forgiveness and acceptance is, to me, forgiveness is all about you. It's freeing up your spirit and your soul so that that person and that event no longer has control over your life and your emotions. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you accept that person that if I forgive you, you're now part of my life and we're hanging out at family reunions. Forgiveness can happen without you going to lunch on Tuesdays. It's not that at all. And somehow I think people get that a little bit twisted that if you forgive somebody, that it means that now they're integrated back in your life. And from my perspective, they're separate. Those are separate topics completely. I know. I don't know why there is that misunderstanding. That is probably what I come up uh, against the most. That's the whole thing that forgiveness, like you said, is absolutely for the person doing the forgiving. And however, what I've learned is that, you know, I have three steps in my forgiveness process because I really looked back and said, where did I lose all that time? Where, what could I have skipped or what could I have done first? And so acceptance of what is, is the first thing. And so not only do people not have to let the person back in their life, oftentimes you forgive and you let them go because you no longer need to be treated badly because you get in touch with your anger. Like you said, so many people like push away, like some people lash out, but a lot of people certainly that I know push away those feelings of anger or the emotions and actually dealing with them in a healthy way is the best thing because you kind of like let them out of your body. The second step is, you know, the first step is moving into acceptance of what is, and that also includes all the anger, like how right you are and how wrong they are. Because if you try to go into, oh, it's okay, it just happened, what happens is that anger will leak out in other places, most likely with people closest to you in your life right now. And then the the second step is giving up your need to be right. And uh, in that stage, I think there's so much about really radical self-forgiveness. Like for me, I had to forgive myself for trusting my father. You know, it was almost like, how could I trust myself to make good decisions if I trusted this man? And this is what he did. And so I kind of had a reframe, rework, and let go of my judgments and have Mm. radical, radical self-forgiveness in that stage. Right. What an interesting thing that I never even thought about is that concept of it shattering your entire belief system. Mm -hmm. If I believe this to be true and I was wrong, what else do I believe to be true that's also wrong? And then it kind of is a paradigm shift of you've got to rebuild your world. Yeah. And that's what I did. I rebuilt my world. And what I noticed is as I started to get conscious and get really aware, what didn't I see? Because I didn't want to see it. How was I sheltered? You know, how did, how was I part of Part of the problem only in that, you know, obviously there was domestic violence, although it wasn't hitting, but there was a threat of guns. There was a threat of guns in my family. But as a teenager and growing up in that household, when my mother told me when I was about 15 that my father, you know, threatened her with a gun and they separated and then they got back together in my head, I'm like, well, my mother must have been crazy. She must have been making it up because why would she take him back? And so, you know, looking at those things and then not feeling guilty over that because we all do what we need to survive. But I was also in that dynamic of the family going into that. So I talk so much about not being in denial, but then forgiving myself, you know, understanding the dynamics of how things happen and how, you know, I'm not responsible for that. And then, you know, just moving forward and trusting, you know, creating a sense of well-being and self-care and self-nurturing and honoring myself so that I knew 
I could trust myself to make good decisions. I could meet someone who would care for me and love me. I could create intimate relationships. And as my vibration got higher, people who were negative, who were victims kind of fell away. So on this, because I, there's so much I want to get to with you in the time that we have, I mean, really, I could be on the phone with you for hours on this. So your first step is acceptance, which I could not agree with more. And I think that translates to all things in life, right? Wherever we are, let's say you're in the brink of bankruptcy or have a big health concern, whatever it is. First step is we have to accept what is. It doesn't mean we make it worse than what it is. Right. It doesn't mean we're in denial and try to tell ourselves a story that it's better than what it is, right. but really sitting with what is. Right. So I'm, right. I am, Absolutely. I am with you hundred percent. So next two steps, and maybe you've already talked through them, but just so that it's clear for the audience, cause we're going to get to how to get okay. a hold of you and what your process is. What are those next two for you? Well, and so the acceptance steps is, is step is like doing anger exercises in a healthy way. And then step two, once you've really, you know, gone through how angry and how right you feel and how wrong they were and, you know, really you're kind of identifying as the victim, but you're doing it so that you can give compassion to that part of yourself so that you can move out of that part of being like that because you're just not empowered when you're a victim. And believe me, I had plenty of people who could jump on the bandwagon and say, oh my God, poor Brenda, this is horrible. And there's a time, there's a little time for that. And then it disempowers you if you stay there. So then the second step is actually giving up your need to be right. A lot of people have a problem with this. They just want to hold on yeah. to it. Oftentimes they're like that because they're not strong enough to set a healthy boundary. So I go into in that stage really setting healthy boundaries, moving from that hard boundary of, well, I am cutting that person out of my life and I never want to see them to, okay, how can I make it that either if they've shown remorse and taken responsibility, they can be back in my life again, or how can I just do some kind of energetic process where I release them and I don't have to carry the burden of that anger with me. The third step, and not everybody gets here. It's funny. It's the step that I am definitely working on with the with my ex right now, but I am getting there and I know just how amazing it is when it works. And I did do this with my father and with my aunt, I'm still working on this step and it's, you know, 20 years later, but it's also because she's not in my life. So you want to also look at, well, who do you think you've forgiven? But it's just that they're not in your life. But I do know that the unforgiveness I have toward my aunt, if there's any remnant of it, I haven't done my whole process, it's still hurting me somehow. And that's why I'm committed to it. So step three is actually sending light to the person who's hurt or harmed you. Gratitude is in here. Some people have lived through such horrendous things that I don't want to say, oh, you have to send gratitude to the person who abused you when you're a kid. But if you send light, if you can get to that point, I just say send light, light energy, because there's obviously a dark energy and a heaviness that that person has. Otherwise, they would never create the actions that they wouldn't do what they do. So it's, if you can, it's sending gratitude, you know, like, oh, I hope my aunt is well. I hope she's being taken care of versus, oh, I hope she's, you know, riddled with guilt. You know, that's the third step. And I actually think it's like, it's so important to get to because I noticed that as I really commit to that. And it's about being so honest with yourself and, you know, maybe for a second letting your ego go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm glad that person had a bad day, but then coming out of it, having your witness present and being like, you know what? But the truth is, please, I hope I can have the strength to just let that last bit go because I know that as I let that go and I wish well for everybody that my life works better because I've seen it over and over and over again. And, you know, to me, that word is grace. 
right? Finding a place of complete grace. And you bring up a great point, which is however somebody was harmed in whatever way, shape or form that that is. I think that if we were sitting with that person, if that person was before us right now, I think that if we were to say, do you have any want or desire for that person to harm another the way they harmed you? It would have to be unanimous. No, they would never want this person to repeat whatever that act is, whatever that is, right? Well, then the only thing we can possibly do is to send them the most positive energy and light for that, if nothing else, so that nobody else gets harmed the way we were. Yeah, it's, yeah. And that's grace. I mean, and you're right. That's not, that that may be a lifetime, maybe many lifetimes um, to get there. But (laughs) but if there's an ultimate goal, right, it's to find some level of grace within our heart to, to find a way there. And within that stage is really, really getting the lessons that you've learned, really moving out of, if I could just change the past into, okay, I am fully, fully present. And what are the lessons? And I think for me, I've gotten so many lessons that I've been honored to be able to share. So speaking of sharing, and this was one of the other mental notes I took while you were talking, because you touched on it briefly twice, and that is on this feeling of being alone. One, how detrimental it is to feel alone and what that impact is versus what it is when you don't feel alone, whether that's in a book that you read and a character Mm -hmm. that you can relate to or think that maybe they could relate to if they were actually alive and here. And for your show that you have done, where I'm sure plenty of people sitting in the audience, you have touched something in them to say, oh my gosh, I thought this has only happened to me or I thought I've only felt this way. And so speak for a moment from your perspective on what that is to reach out or whether it's a community or a single other person, what that is to your soul when you can realize you're not the only one. It was really life-changing. I know for me, it's the reason I continue to do my one-woman show. I've had people... And it's so interesting because it doesn't have to be the same thing, although I have had two people who have had one person had their father kill their mother when she was a little girl and she saw my show and she all of a sudden was like, oh my God, I can heal. But I've had several people in my audiences who've had suicides in the family. I guess there there really is a lot of shame around that. And then if I'm doing the show more than one night someplace, they'll bring their family members and it opens up a dialogue that it's like, oh, we don't have to be ashamed and regret. We can bring this person back into our life and let go of the guilt. And then this was so surprising. I was doing my show in Vienna, Austria, and this woman was in the audience and said that she saw the show and realized that she hadn't talked about her brother who died of AIDS in the 80s since then, because I guess there was so much shame and guilt around it then. And it was like seeing my show allowed her to bring the love she had for her brother to the forefront. And so that's why it's so important. And now I'm actually kind of shifting my focus when I work with people on helping them tell their story. Because if you can really first witness your story on the pages, which is what I did, then you can, when you move into the place of sharing it, Oh, oh, this is what happened the other day. Talk about sharing one-on-one. I was in a nail salon and this woman next to me was talking to me and she had broken her nail and I asked what happened. She's like, oh, well, oh, I I told her, you know, maybe she shouldn't get the long nails because she keeps breaking them. And she's like, oh, well, I have to, I have to defend myself. And I'm like, what? And she said, yeah, my husband, he hits me and I have to defend myself. And I took a moment and I was able to say with non-judgment completely, that, you know, my father killed my mother years ago. And 
maybe there's a way that she can get help and go to a, a shelter, or, you know? And it was so amazing to be able to say that. And I, I know that I changed that woman's life. So there is something, it's making me all emotional now, because there's something in being able to get so clear with your story that you are rid of your shame and you understand that we are all one. We are all one. We are all going through something. Humanity connects us all. And so knowing that there's other people out there that have gone through something like you, even if it's not the same thing, but it's the same quality is extremely healing. Right. No, I am... uh Obviously, you know, people cross our paths at the right time when they should, as they should, which is what happened with you and her, right? Yeah. And to get to a place where you are able to share that, and again, with no judgment or convincing or anything, just yeah. sharing. Non-attachment. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, this is why I was so compelled immediately to have you on this show is, you know, the tagline here being inspiring you to make a difference and your story through incredible, unbelievable tragedy is doing just that. I know there's listeners right now who are saying, gosh, I would love to know more about either this one woman show or you're speaking in workshops or you're coaching. So for those folks right now saying, okay, I don't want this conversation to end and I want to learn more and I want to move closer to where Brenda's at, how can they best reach you? And what exactly are you doing now that you're offering in case somebody is listening and wants to be in contact with you? Right. There are a few things. I am a life coach. My website is Forgiveness and Freedom, forgivenessandfreedom.com. I have a free training series. It's at forgivenessandfreedom.com slash free training. That's called Tell Your Story, Heal Yourself, Create More Wealth. But it goes through seven different ways to tell your story, to heal yourself, to inspire others. And if you want to turn it into some kind of a business where you can create extra money while you're impacting people's lives. I now teach other people how to create their own one-person shows based on their life story. That's an online video training that I do, which I love. And I have my Facebook group. I'm always on Facebook. I have a few groups. The main group I have right now is tell your story, heal your life. And then I'm also teaching uh, people, business owners now, how to tell their story on video. I also have a Facebook group with that. It's authentic on video. So many different things that I'm doing. I find that I'm really passionate right now in this moment about teaching people to use their story to heal themselves and heal others. Excellent. And all this is on that website, right? We can find out all this. The forgivenessandfreedom.com slash free training. I don't I don't know if that's there. It probably is too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that will all be on show notes. So if you're driving or somewhere right now, don't panic and drive off the road. <laughs> this will all be there. So you can just click on it and get right to her information. Okay. So I think it's fantastic. And this message right here about whatever has happened in your life, don't make this just your story, right? Make this a story that others can hear and benefit from. Because if you either help one other person through heartache or avoid more heartache like you did in the nail salon, right? Maybe avoid a potential very bad thing from happening, then it somewhat makes this worthwhile. And uh, I have to believe that we're all in a place of how can we turn something very bad into something good if for no other reason than for right. someone else. Right. So I applaud you immensely for the work you're doing. And I look forward to having many people jump on your website and learn how to share their message in the same way that you are. So awesome. Thank, Thank you for you. that. And so coming up here to the end, which I'm sad because like I said, I could talk for you with hours on any one of these topics. True. So in our last two it's that true. I always wrap up every show with, 
One is if somebody is listening to this right now and they resonate with any part of either what you have gone through or where you're at now in forgiveness and moving on and making your life positive, if there was one piece of advice for somebody right now who's just saying, I'd like to get there, but I just, I don't know if I can, what would that one piece of advice be for that person? I really think it's about extreme self-care and self-love, noticing the negative voices in your head and anything you notice that's either a judgment against someone else or a judgment against yourself, just turn it around. I forgive myself for judging myself as judging my body. I personally had a lot of body issues. So it's like, I forgive myself and I love myself. And then taking actions that are in alignment with that so that you're around people who are nurturing to you. You're practicing self-care weekly because your life will change when you start truly loving yourself. Excellent. And final question. Out of everything you have been through in life, and it is a lot, uh, certainly one woman show worthy, to say the <laughs> least. No, no doubt about that. Uh, I wish I was in LA. I, I would be there at your next show. One thing that you absolutely believe to be true. I absolutely believe that we are all reflections of each other and that the people, the things that happen in our lives are pointing, like if we really look at them from some kind of neutral level, that they're pointing to something deep within ourselves that we can heal. And when we do, that our heart opens up and things just flow. Mm, lovely. Well, Brenda Edelman, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story with the audience and what it means to truly be free and have grace and move in a forward direction in life, truly, no matter what has happened. And you are an amazingly shining example of that. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.